It's time for the Fun Size Show! Welcome back to your Fun Size Show, the Fun Size Podcast! That's right, our silly little game show where we have 10 questions and 3 guesses to try to figure out the song the other person has chosen. But today... We're turning the tables. All good game shows have a twist. And we are welcoming back the great Matt Porter of The Mighty Kiss Room. Ken, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm shot out of a cannon to steal someone's (laughs) line. I love it. The last episode you were on, I guessed the song that you picked. It, It worked out. The magic happened. Yeah, I hope everybody that uh, listened to the last one, hopefully they all went out, and if they weren't familiar with Y&T, maybe they downloaded some Y&T, maybe they even bought a Y&T CD or record, and, uh, you know, everything's good. That's right. Turning people on to music they might not have heard before. That's one of the cool things about this show. Plus, you get to hang out with Matt and me and everybody else that's been on mic. Exactly. So today, as I mentioned, we are turning the tables, and I am picking an artist in a song and you are going to try to to guess it do you feel like you're gonna do good today what do you think i don't know how you get them so quickly because i usually listen and i i can maybe get the band but the song and so i mean look and when i was on i tried to pick a song that people might know i didn't go with something so super obscure to show my great uh musical knowledge but you know hey whatever right (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm gonna play fair ball with you. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring in like the Woo! bonus track on the Dutch version of something, right? I'm gonna right. something that that everybody should know. So <laughs> I'm not gonna embarrass my guest. I, I wouldn't do there that. You go. I'll do that myself. <laughs> I'll leave that up to you to embarrass yourself or not. So here we go. Did you lock and load your? Uh... Beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to enter my mystery artist and song into the panel. Boop, boop, beep, beep, boop. Lock and load. Here we are. Okay. We are going to, to cue that bass intense thinking music. Question number one, Matt Porter. Okay, so this is a a band, a solo artist, or a uh, duo? Matt, it is a band. A band. Did you did you catch I was leaning into the microphone like a contestant on a 70s game show? I like that. I have my little stick mic, like that little thin one that we know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, a band, mm-hmm. and can you describe what era they are from? The band rose to prominence in the late 70s late 70s band how many members while there have been other members there have only traditionally been four four members yeah like late there might 70s. be a, like there might be a keyboard player that right is off stage or you know but the traditional lineup is essentially four guys we yeah, yeah we went through that with Y&T yeah you're selling uh, the band Okay, would you describe the genre as rock or hair metal or classic rock or Well, classic rock would fit. There was a time when they were looking for an image in the 80s that they kind of 
that's every band, right? In the eighties, right. like any yep. band that was in the seventies had to reinvent themselves. So I'm not saying anything out of school here, right? So they, they're a rock band. There's elements of a British influence to them, you know, because that's what they like came up on, and just uh, great drums, great guitar, great bass, great vocals, you know, that sort of thing. Can you tell me what area they're from? The Midwest. The Midwest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would the guitar player ever play a uh, guitar that looks like him? Well, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, I would say yes. So could that be Cheap Trick? Oh, my God, Matt Porter. You did it. <laughs> All right, now, Cheap Trick. So we're halfway there, but coming up with a song, mm-hmm. would it be a song that was one of their giant hits? Now, with a band like Cheap Trick that has had so many giant hits, would it be described as one of their main hits? Well, let's talk about that a little bit, because I feel that Cheap Trick is one of the most underrated bands of all time, right? Agreed. So while you and I... People that are fans of theirs look at, they have all these big songs to a lot of people in the world. They might not know a bunch of those songs, right? Like, for example, every song off Budokan to us should be essential listening to every American. Like, you should like, okay, if you come into this country and become a citizen, here is your copy of Cheap Trick Live at Budokan. Right. (laughs) Right. So, yes, it, it's a big song. So, I mean, it, it even just thinking about Budokan, I mean, obviously, that narrows it down, but I'm thinking that. Now, hold on a second. Let's talk about how cool it was that in four questions, <laughs> you got the ding, ding, ding. You know, I feel pretty good about that. I know it's funny because like when So when that we means did it, hold on a second. So that means you have three whole guesses cuz you didn't say uh my guess is that this guy has a guitar that looks like him. You said <laughs> is. So you have three guesses and six questions. You're sitting in a a good seat. Well, you know, it's funny because like when we played it last time, I tried to go with something like I didn't want to pick a cheap trick song because I knew that you would get it right away. I'm, you know, the uh, but I'm thinking, I mean, even if we're thinking about that, would would this be a song by cheap trick that requires everybody to sing along? Well, damn it, they should. Would this be a song that was made popular specifically by the Budokan album? I'm going to say yes, even though it was released prior to that on another Cheap Trick album. So it's I Want You to Want Me. No. One guess see that, down. To me, that right away, like when you think about it, that song was really out of the rotation. They've talked about how that song was going to disappear. Mm-hmm. And then that version on Budokan really ended up, you know, catapulting them into, you know, really success. Right. It did. Crying, crying. Oddly enough the same exact story that cheap trick had is the same exact story kiss had right they had three albums that didn't really do so well and then they put out a live album and boom it exploded 
And both of those songs, like let's say Rock and Roll Night and I Want You to Want Me, both were released as singles before, but they didn't do so good until the live versions came out. So that's kind of weird that they both have those parallels. And with the Kiss parallel in mind, I would say is the song Surrender. <gasps> ding, ding, ding. And I was going to say... This song is the first song on our new album. It just came out last week. And the song is called Surrender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Look at that. You did it. And see, there was the Kiss connection because I got my Kiss records out. Right. Well, that was fun. I feel so good. You should. (laughs) Feeling good like a big boy should. So... (laughs) Do me a favor and say my line about without further ado. So without further ado, Ken, why don't you? No, 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 further ado or further ado. Come on, let's do the real thing. I was going to let you do it. No, no, no. So without further ado or further ado, Ken, why don't you introduce your song? All right, Tokyo. And everyone listening to the Fun Size Show, it's Cheap Trick with Surrender. Nice! This next one is the first song on our new album. It just came out this week and the song is called Surrender.
Now, that, look, that's one of my favorite Cheap Trick songs, too. But why did you pick that song, Ken? I think this is such an amazing song. And no matter how you look at it, just from like, it's just fucking rocks, right? Agreed. And it, it means so much to us that heard it back then. And not only that, but there's a lot of things going on in this song that people don't realize. If you listen to the end, there's a part where they literally say that we're all all right. And then they name each of their names. Yeah. Robin's all right. Tom's all right. Rick's all right. Bun's all right. Robin's all, all right. right. Yeah. Rick's all right. Yeah. I love that. But there are people who have never heard that. They've listened to this song a million times, but they've never heard that. Well, and even like I think as a kid, especially, it was like they were they were name checking Kiss, and it was like, mm -hmm. wow, like you know, got my Kiss records out. How amazing, you know. Before, I mean, you figure that by the time that came out, so I'm probably about ten or eleven years old, whatever. And you, you didn't really think that that bands kind of hung out with each other. I mean, I guess you would see pictures of them together and things like that, but to actually have it on the record, I remember thinking that was really like super cool and kind of a, a very cool secret kind of message to everybody, you know, like, you know, that they, they knew kiss. So mm -hmm. absolutely. <laughs> and you know, there's a story and this is, this is the truth. Kiss and cheap trick went and saw star Wars at a movie theater in Canada while they were on tour. Oh my gosh. Now, if there's any movie theater that Matt Porter needed to walk into ever, <laughs> or Gary Schaller or Ken Mills, wow, that would be the time, right? That'd be amazing. Do you realize that there are people who saw Star Wars in Canada that don't even realize that they were in the same theater with Cheap Trick and Kiss <laughs> Unmasked? Hey, that guy with the big hair, I wish he'd get it out of my way. There were five guys with big hair. You had Gene, Paul, Ace, and Peter, and then Tom Peterson, who was often confused right. as people would think, hey, you're Paul Stanley, right? Yeah. That was a trip. Plus, he had the hairy chest and the square jawline. So, you know. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I really think Budokan, that first Budokan album, really is perfect, and everybody should have that. Now, chances are anybody who's listening to this, because they're probably also cheap talk fans, I'm sure everybody does, but I'll tell you, is that not one of the most perfect live albums ever? It is an amazing album. You know, it really, to me, takes a lot when you can put a live album on and you don't know any of the songs and still fall in love with it. This album can do that. There's not many bands that can say that, but this album deserves everything it got, and this song deserves everything that it got. It's a, I mean, there's so many people that love this song, whether it's the guys in Green Day. I mean, it just keeps going on and on. The Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, all those cats. But here's something that a lot of people don't even realize about the song Surrender. It doesn't rhyme. That's true. That's true. It now were you were rhyme. you already were you already into Cheap Trick by the time this album came out? Yeah. I was lucky enough my uncle had this girl that he was dating and she had me babysit her kids and she knew I was this huge Beatles fan, right? She goes, I really think you'd like these guys. Wow. And I instantly developed a crush on her because she liked cool music. It, it wasn't, it, it, that's really all I wanted her for was her album collection, you know, when yeah. you really think about it. But, <laughs> but yeah, this song doesn't rhyme at all. Punch up the lyrics to Surrender. It's how many pop songs can you name that literally 
do not have a rhyme scheme to it. There's a scheme to the, the delivery of the lyrics, but he's actually singing something that doesn't rhyme, and that's really so offbeat for what is top 40 or what is standard in rock and roll, right? Definitely not Moon June Spoon. I nope. want you to want me. That's right. And he they talk about the parents being weird and the kids just kind of gives in. You know, he decides to adopt the weirdness. You know, it's actually it's really funny to say that because there was a there's an interview where they were on Howard Stern and Howard asks them specifically what surrender is about. Rick kind of goes on this long explanation about, you know, or give in, but don't give up. And that mm-hmm. you're really that in the end, your parents are probably weirder than you were. And, and at the end, he gives this long explanation. And Howard goes, I still don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird because throughout my life, this song has meant something to me that I'm not sure the lyrics were ever meant to convey. But right. there's been times I wanted to give up, but I didn't. And, you know, this song's always taught me to surrender, but don't give yourself away, which is the most important thing of all. Absolutely. All right. So you're going to pick a fun size candy bar. Which one is Ken, it this time? as gracious as you were last time, I will let you pick the candy bar for yourself. Well, sadly, since I'm doing the keto thing, I'm going <laughs> to give it right back to you. Another Snickers, because I don't like you when you're angry. So... <laughs> Woo! Because you're not yourself when you're angry. So, and I would love a Snickers bar. Yeah, we all got to eat better so that we can <laughs> stick right. around longer and smile and make the world wonder what we're up to. New Year's resolutions are tough to keep. Ah, <laughs> oh, no. You just you got to set small ones. Like today, I'm going to have a cup of coffee. <laughs> they exactly. I will get out of bed. You won't let anyone down, right? <laughs> But the the New Year's resolution that we kept is to have fun and put out more fun size shows. So absolutely, season two of the Fun Size Show. Who would have thunk it? Well, thanks for having me back. That was a blast. Well, we're glad to have you here anytime. This was a real kind of a surprise show. I, it, I'm going to call it a surprise hit. There you go. Wouldn't you? I mean, it, it definitely had people talking at Rock and Pod. And it's fun. I mean, that's you had like in a way. The fun thing with that is you had a table full of candy bars and a reason to have them there. And what more do you need than that? Yep, it was great. Complete strangers coming <laughs> up, and <laughs> it was wonderful. Hello, I have free candy. Do you remember that really hot girl that was in the mini skirt? Like she was like all decked out like an '80s video vixen, and her friend oh, yeah, was like yeah. a normal chick. Right. And she goes, could I have some candy? And I said, hasn't your parents ever told you about strangers with candy? You know, yeah, but you know when it's 2019 and you figure, think about this. When you were young, they said, don't talk to strangers. And they said, don't talk to weird people on the Internet. Now you call them and it's called Uber. That's right. <laughs> they come to your door. Get in my car, stranger. All of a sudden, <laughs> you're trapped. <laughs> what size do you wear? <laughs> so we will tell everyone to listen to matt porter on the kiss room and the podcast feed and just uh glad to have you here glad to call you a friend and a brother absolutely all right we will see you on the next episode of the fun size show that's right
Say, see you, Matt. See you, Matt. (laughs) And that's our show. The Fun Size Show is part of the Pop, a pop culture podcast network, a concept from the dumbass mind of the podfather, Ken Mills. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it today. And if you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying, remember to make every day fun-sized. There, that was romantic, right? Passionate, yeah. No, Brony, that was too little too late. Too little? You said it was a good size. When a girl says it's a good size, it's a nice way of saying that it's small. Hey!